When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Well, it's Wednesday, and here it is, Monday Night Sports Talk. And we missed last week because of Easter week. You know, you have to take Easter week off because you and I spent a lot of time in church during Easter week back in the old starting Wednesday. It's a marathon. Uh, In fact, we might even have the Stations of the Cross on Monday and Tuesday before before the things got really serious, right? Oh, back in the day we did. Yeah. I was trying to remember when we really got the long stations of the cross. What do you call one-fifth of the rosary? You know, the... the, the decade. The decade. Yep. Didn't, there was the one time that week... You know, you used to go to the stations of the cross and he'd throw you an Our Father and a Hail Mary and go to the next one. But I think... It was on Good Friday. They said a whole decade of them at each one of the stations of the cross. That baby took. Well, they had to kill three hours, and they figured that you could hour the stations of the cross, and then then another hour feeling bad and other. It's like doing an afternoon drive radio (laughs) show. That's right. You gotta you gotta have segments. You gotta have segments. (laughs) But anyway, we're back. That's what counts. I want a pre-recorded interview here. Here, let's break it up a little bit. Yes, right. Yes. Such did such avoided those. You did very few pre-recorded interviews, right, in your uh, days on uh, Garage Logic? Uh, none, virtually none, none. None, virtually none. Maybe cause... one or two in the whole time. Oh man, the, to me that was the nirvana of coach. I know, but you radio. have a completely different attitude <laughs> yes, about radio. Right. Yes. In fact, Pat That's would be true. so happy he'd co- he'd kick out the studio door like greatest gift of talk radio. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> then he'd or... leave. <laughs> Of course, the greatest gift of talk radio was those wonderful years when we had the twins and the one year that we did every spring training game and I we were still doing two, I was still doing noon to some damn time noon to 3 yeah noon to 3 one year one march seven shows it was fantastic. Right. it was seven shows one march and then we went cut back to uh we cut back to uh, doing like 50 weekends and yep. then an occasional weekdays. And so. then, of course, that was followed by my personal favorite moment in the history of 1500 ESPN when Joe was going through the list of day games only to find out they had switched stations. <laughs> Boy, was I disappointed. Went, went to their own station. That <laughs> yeah. didn't work well. Yeah. That didn't work too well. He's saying, well, look at it. We got Baltimore at noon. 
Hey, uh, Joe, you do realize they've moved on to 96.3. Hey, we can mention this. What the hell? Our old boss, Brad Lane, is the new boss at the Big Neighbor. That's right. Did you know that, Joe? I saw that. I heard that. Yeah, Yeah, he's going to be the PD. I uh, did... Exchange uh, text with him the other day about something, but uh, just well, he came. lost his franchise players, so good luck to him. Uh, Dave Lee retired. That's right, Dave Lee did retire. And uh, is he done? Done? Yeah, I think end of this month. End of this month. I saw him in spring training. He was down there doing that, and and he said, "I saw that shot you took on Twitter, <laughs> which was everybody was saying, Dave, what a mass amazing he did." Four hours every morning. I said, no. He did 32 minutes four times every day. It was more like two hours because the rest was ads and segments. So I don't, you know. How are the boys doing right now in Detroit? They're down two to one. Wilson Ramos, former hot twins prospect that we traded, uh, catching prospect that the twins traded for the great Matt Caps. Oh. Uh, the year that they actually turned out they didn't need him to close, but they thought they did. Uh, and uh, he, he, he never became much of a catcher, but a big offensive threat a couple of years and He's fallen off now, and the Tigers picked him up for virtually nothing. But he just s- hit a home run to put the uh, Tigers in. I was going to say, one. I was sh- shocked. I didn't know he was on the Tigers because I thought the Mets gave him a multi-year deal, didn't no, they? No, the Tigers the other day, their, their lineup, I believe, on on uh, Monday, first game of the series, which was not a good game for them, five, five twins, either farmhands or former players. Wow. Good room. Akil but. Badu, who may be the greatest player in the history of baseball, uh, Ramos, Scope, and Robbie Grossman. Oh, they sure. were all in the lineup. Yeah, they're, they're, so they twins. Uh, twins East. They were. And uh, aren't they all former twins? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said well, okay. Badu yeah. and uh, yeah, I Ramos would have kept him just for his name. Oh yeah, I would too. It was a second round draft choice uh, in '16, and he kept getting hurt. So they thought they could slip him through the uh, winter draft, and the Tigers grabbed him. And now, Joe, he hit a grand slam off them on Monday, right? Was it Monday? Monday, yes. Grand slam when the Twins killed him. Then he had another – didn't he have another home run in that game? I think Mm -hmm. he had – and then yesterday he drove in the winning run in the extra innings thing. And he had another hit in that game. And today he tripled the first time up. He tripled in the first run of the game. He's, uh, according to uh, what I heard uh, driving over here today, he became the first player in Major League history to uh, hit a grand slam one game and drive in the winning run the next or something for a rookie or something. It wow. was uh, some, some uh, stat like that. So We... Uh... Uh, haven't said a word about the NCAA. That was completed uh, Monday night. I was somewhat surprised at the ease with which Baylor won that. Yes, game. I I was at the ease, but I had watched Baylor play uh, once in the regional and then against against Houston, and was really impressed with the way they play defense. How fast they play defense. The mm-hmm. the they get right on your in your face and it's not pressing you but it's you don't have a moment's rest Mm -hmm. and real athletic guys they pound the board so i said in the middle of the ucla gonzaga game on twitter baylor will beat whichever team wins this game and Hmm. that said 
UCLA and Gonzaga made the made the college basketball season worthwhile. That was a fantastic game. That was game. a great that game. That was a great yeah. game. And, of course, Suggs was the hero with the bank in one end. But uh, the, the real heroic play by Suggs was when he blocked that shot late in the yes. game and then threw the bounce pass that went about 60 feet. Is the Baylor turnaround the greatest in the history of sports? Athletically, yes, they were Northwestern. They were in the well, and in they the had, old in the old Southwest Conference, and then when the Big Twelve first started, they were the chumps. But you know? didn't they have a player shoot and kill yes, another yeah, player? Yeah, they did have that. I they mean, it have, was a disaster. Oh, that yeah, program. They did have the. Who was the coach then? I'll have to look it up. Are okay. they a private school? Yes, it's they a. Ba- it has Baptist roots, I believe, but I'm not sure that it's uh, Waco, still, Texas. Yeah, yes. Waco, Texas. It's out there in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, they had a they had a little bad PR there a few sure. years ago that yeah. David Koresh thing, but uh, what they Demon Morgan Jr. is the is the uh, one who was ki- no I'm sorry I'm I'm reading a different story I'll I'll try to find yeah that one Baylor basketball player killed the other one that was uh, that uh, cost a fellow his job that was Bliss I went on not no Bliss. Bliss is the football coach you know no, what that no, is Bliss that's was a basketball coach that's that dissension. is dissension <laughs> yes yes. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was over drugs or females, but they're both uh, they're both addiction. So I don't know what the, which it was, but yeah, that was a bad deal to say the least. There's a great thirty for thirty on that floating around somewhere. So. I was reading that Roy McElroy made a visit to Tiger's place down in Jupiter recently. Oh, really? And uh, but we never got any word from Rory if Tiger's up and about. Yeah, we, we, I don't know that. I don't know that he is. Uh, they uh, they the sheriff finally told us. That he was speeding, that high yep. speed caused the crash. What was the deal the other day? We can't tell you what caused the crash. Right. That was weird, wasn't right. it? I mean, and then you were thought, well, what, did he have a female companionship in the car or that she ran away or what the hell? And then it, it turned out he was driving too fast. So why why were they afraid to, uh, you know, tell us what it was about? He must have taken so much heat that they finally had to announce what it was today or maybe got Tiger's permission. I don't know. But it's pretty bad. Well, of course, he's not the type that would make a ceremonial visit to Augusta, is he? Oh, God, no. You know, the hobble out there on the crutches would not be him. I got a hunch. uh, I got a hunch he's uh, he's not the guy to do that. No, not. uh, He might not be getting around too good yet. Right. uh, Shattered, shattered bones when... I don't like that when they call it compound fracture. That means she cracked and went through, went, the, went skin. through the skin. Yeah, yep. you Thank were you. right, Patrick. Dave Bliss was the coach then. Mm-hmm. Patrick Dennehy was murdered by former teammate Carlton Dotson in two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. So, and that was uh, Scott Drew got the job after that, right? Or, yes. Yeah, and uh, did uh, did uh, does it uh, tell you what the dispute was about in there? Uh, it doesn't. It, in this particular story, it does not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just says that uh, that they had a uh, confrontation. That's all. That's all it says. I believe to this particular story. I believe one of the gents was uh, selling something that he shouldn't have been, and he figured that he thought the other one was ratting him out or something. Is this Drew relation to the kid that, for Valparaiso? That he was the, the. He's the son. He's the son of the the longtime Valparaiso coach, but, but not the kid a, that hit the shot. Bryce Drew. That's Bryce Drew. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. his brother. Okay, gotcha. But the old man coached Valpo forever. Scott Drew took the job, coached one year, and then got the Baylor job. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, coached there. And then uh, I have heard this was 
eight, nine years ago, somebody told me this, that uh, nobody was more creative in their recruiting than Baylor <laughs> was at that sure. time. Kind of tucked away down there in Waco. Nobody watching too closely. Somebody told me that, you know, it was a third-hand source, obviously, but uh, somebody suggested that uh, you could get in. You would, you would, you could get in, and you didn't have to walk to class, you know, if you went to Baylor, you know. You, if, you, if you wanted to live off campus and wanted to get to campus, you didn't have to wait for the bus to run through the campus. I gotcha. that's, that's what they, I heard. What are the Gophers going to do for players next year? Now that everyone's fleeing. Everyone's fleeing. We have eight in the, trans, uh, the transfer portal. Now, there's going to be, when this is over, because they haven't even officially said you get the free transfer, right, Reavers? Mm-hmm. I don't it's, know. It's the NCAA supposed to be in the, like the, at the convention. It's supposed to be occur. Everybody's doing this based on the assumption you can just walk away. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it used to be you had to either get your release or sit out a year, uh, or appeal it on some phony, you know, bone baloney reason that you had to be close to your family or something, but. It's supposed to be you get one free transfer. I don't get why Liam Rob- Robbins is going to get the transfer again because he transferred here and didn't have to sit out. That's true. So yeah. he's already done it. Now maybe it's all maybe it's starting all over again. But they in Division One basketball, which has got three hundred and some teams, Joe. There's they expect 1,500 to uh, eventually be in the transfer portal. I forget who wrote it, but someone had suggested that what the NCAA should do is if there is a coaching change, that player should be allowed to, to transfer. Yeah, but now they're, they're all, you, you all can transfer. Right. You know, you all. And so, that, but what this is going to mean, Joe, is uh, the future of, especially in basketball, the teams are going to change from year to year you know oh it's gonna be free mm-hmm. agency it's a, just because yeah. you get the best player and you know a, a great recruit as a freshman doesn't mean yeah you finish fifth in the big 10 you could beat in the first round of the ncaa and yeah hell i'll go someplace else you know where i have a chance to do better so will suggs leave that program to go yeah to the he's NBA? Gonna, yeah he's gonna be top three pick yeah so uh yeah he's uh he's uh we've talked about this but it's an unbelievable idea to digest, or fact to digest, that the best freshman basketball player in the country and the best male and the best freshman basketball in the player in the country, female, right. were both from Minnesota. No kidding. Isn't right. it? Yes. It's yep. impossible to believe that. Why is, why is high school basketball improving so dramatically here? Uh, I think part of it is we have more diversity in outstate areas, non-suburban and in suburban areas, and you know we have a a different. You know we don't have South St. Paul, not very good in hockey, powerhouse in basketball. Really? You know, that this year, they were really good. They should have went to the state tournament, but they, they got beaten a 90-something to 90-something regional final. The, the changing demographics is obviously part of it, 
but also this whole development summer the plan, AAU program the is AAU, strong. Yeah. that you only play one sport. Uh, you know the you know, summer basketball and well, and, I'll, Joe, I'll put it this way: my my niece, who's a freshman, and she started as, as a point guard down in Faribault. She's been playing year round for at least the last four years, and she's a ninth grader. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, Pat's right. The development starts at an early age. It's because it's basically followed the same model that hockey has had in this state for years. Well, I'll give you this example. I w- I was looking in August when they were the high schools were not going to have fall sports originally when they said yeah. they weren't going to have fall sports. I was looking for a multi-sport athlete who wasn't going to be able to play his or her. The uh, winter, uh, summer, fall sport, and maybe not her winter sport, blah, 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 her. Well, it turned out uh, somebody gave me the name of this Mia Monahan, or Maya, M-I-A-H, Maya Monahan from Glencoe Silver Lake. So I went out there to see her, and she wasn't going to get to play volleyball. And she, it, it turned out it was a family of four sisters, all of them, you know, she didn't have to have a winter. Her dad's the coach, and she didn't have to have a summer job because she was getting a scholarship to Eastern Illinois. So that was the that was the family rule. If you got a scholarship, you before your senior year, then you didn't have to work. So she'd sleep till noon, and it was a great kid. But all her, you know, she was close to her high school mates, but she was just as close to her. AAU team from the Twin Cities, all these kids that she'd played four or five years with in the various age groups coming up, the age groups. And I don't know, I can't remember what the name of the AAU team, but these these kids are all buddies, you know. They're from all from mm-hmm. a hundred mile radius, you know. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they're it's a it's a different world. They all play together, and they and I I've, I've been watching her on Twitter, and she's sending out congratulations to everyone from that AAU team who's getting a scholarship here and a scholarship there, and it's uh, it's a different developmental world than it was in 1961 when Minneapolis Roosevelt was unbeaten going to the state basketball tournament and like their 11th and 12th players on the team, they beat somebody in the mound, I think, in the regional final. And somebody from mound, a kid from mound, had seen these two kids play for a Demole, which is a Jewish youth group team, in the summer, in some little pickup tournament in some gym. Mm-hmm. And teammates were not supposed to participate in any summer activities, you know, organized summer activities, and they threw Roosevelt out of the state tournament because the 11th and 12th players on the team had played in a little, you know, Jewish basketball tournament in the middle of the summer. Wow. Uh, Nowhere, you know, not, not really organized. I mean, back then, no... Out of season participation, organized out of season. What was their reasoning? Why? Why did they have that rule? The only place that could do it was Legion baseball was okay, but everything I don't know. I don't know why. The Zephyrs made that sixty-one tournament. Yes, they did. They beat Edgerton, I believe, didn't they? I believe so. They uh, ended. Gene uh, Rabel, Pat, remember Gene? Oh yeah, Mink Farmer. Yep. 
Now, we talked Boy, did to that mink few... farm. That mink farm really stunk too. You oh, could smell God. it everywhere. I can tell you that. One. I've told you the old, one of the old man's schemes to yep. make us rich. You yep. know to you know if this had only worked or one of those other three hundred, you know I wouldn't be <laughs> doing this still. But you know right. I'd have that kingdom. But uh, the old man was going to raise mink once. Yep. Because <laughs> he decided that they, we had like. 40 cages out there. They, you got to keep them in their own cage or they'll eat each other. They're right. the meanest little bastards that ever lived. And I remember having to feed, and it, God, they stunk because they could, yeah. I think they can emit a scent, right? It's not like skunks, but it's, right. but it ain't favorable. No. That's what they used to <laughs> defend themselves. But God, you'd come back there to feed them and they'd just be screeching at you. They wanted to get out of there and get all of your throat and kill you. Right. And you know how they killed them? They electrocuted them in the anus. Oh, boy. And because they didn't want any marks on the mink, on the fur, right? right? Yeah, you right. wanted to keep it clean. And I said that was too good for them. <laughs> they were too mean. They were, that was, you were being too nice to them when you electrocuted them in the anus. Because right. they were not friendly creatures. So when the them. guy came with the pro, the mink knew, well, this is it. <laughs> yeah, right, this boy. He was really it. screeching then. Yeah, that one didn't work. That one didn't work either. Who had that job at the Ricey Farm? Usually Michael, but when he wasn't around, my old man usually, but if he was off, then once in a while I'd have to go out and feed him this horse meat or something. God, <laughs> the food stunk. The mink stunk. Ugh. And if you made one little mistake, they'd chew your finger off. Sure. You know? so, I can't so let me ask you something. Yeah. This didn't really work out for Richard. No, it didn't. <laughs> it did. I don't know what he did. <laughs> Knowing him, he might have just turned them loose. I don't right. know what happened. They might they might be mink running around eating cats or some damn thing down there in the still today. I don't know what happened to them. They just so disappeared. If, if they stunk, the cuisine stunk, I can't imagine the smell after the electrocution. That couldn't have no, been too favorable either. No, that was a fried mink scent. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but that was, yeah, they were. Uh, Joe, I was, I was actually telling Katie about this the other day, and she was getting repulsed, of course. But... Remember when the women who couldn't afford a mink coat used to wear the stole with the head on it? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. have a they go you go to old garage sales, they got the mink, just a dead mink. Kind of, you know, they fluffed up the fur and made it look better, but it's got the head and the feet on it and they oh. wear it around their neck. You wear that around the neck. Yeah. And and basically the reason they did it is you know, they kept the head and everything on there so they could say, hey, I got a mink. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Look at me. Now, of course, you can't wear a mink in public else you're a, you're a bad human oh, being. Oh, yes. So. So Jane Fonda will be all over you. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't worry about that. I don't think anybody wears them anymore because we don't worry about them. And you don't hear that. We got other no. things to worry about. Yes, anyway. we do. Anywho. So... Uh, Wild play tonight at home. Yes, uh, those Avalanche are pretty good, but uh, they've been they've been what before and then came back to beat them the next game, right? Didn't they yeah. get drilled out there and then come back and they got swept out there last time? But the previous time, I think I, the fir, one of the first weeks yeah, of the got, season, they got yeah. whipped and then they beat them. Yeah, Pat, have you been watching the Ernest Hemingway, the uh, Ken Burns Ernest Hemingway? Oh season? no, I got to watch it. Is it good? Started Monday. Tonight's the final. Oh, uh, just a two parter. Yeah, but they keep showing it over. No, it's three-parter. Tonight's okay. the final part. Oh, I haven't seen it. No, what are, what are we just calling it, Hemingway? 
Yeah, it's called me, Hemingway. Okay, I'll uh, I'll so, find it. I wait a minute, that. but last night you didn't it it didn't grip you. I'm sorry, the previous night it didn't grip you, Joe. But last night it gripped you. No, it's still Pat. I was saying that uh, among the the bird stuff, I really pretty much always enjoyed it. But I, I I struggle a bit to get a handle on Hemingway. He was so all over the map and oh, so God, yeah. so crazy and. Uh, but yeah, Chris, I, I found last night just as it more interesting, and tonight's probably going to be the most interesting mm-hmm. uh, segment because you're going up to his death. Morality wasn't high on his list of. Uh, of no, um, he'd be with the third wife, and across the room, he'd see a woman that he would say, "Well, that's going to be my fourth wife." You know, mm-hmm. he, he didn't. Uh, well, isn't that how Sid would handle an interview? He'd always look to see if there's somebody better to talk yeah, to. Yeah. Now, there's a, this movie maker. I used to watch his movies a lot till he became the pariah of uh, America. Woody Allen? Yeah. And the movie about that Owen Wilson is in, where they're in Paris. And they, uh, what's it, Midnight in Paris, I think. And it goes back into time of it takes, you know, he gets this. This old Hupmobile comes and picks him up at midnight, and now he's back in the 1930s, and then he's in Paris, and then he's... But Hemingway, Gertrude Stein and Hemingway, and the Hemingway character in there, it's worth watching, because the Hemingway makes these... The Hemingway character makes these absolutely endless... Adjective filled <laughs> description. Everything he says is just like his writing a you know a, about a bullfight or right, something. Right. I mean, it's just it's pretty funny. It's uh, the script is pretty funny. It's it's a pretty good movie actually. One of his last funny ones. Of course, you you know if you watch if you watch Woody now, you're uh, you're uh, you're uh, the Me Too. You're, you're held in suspicion. They're gonna, they're gonna get you a lot. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. get you for. Yeah. Uh, the, I refuse to watch the documentary, which upsets my wife very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was, I haven't watched it either. Mm-hmm. I just said, yeah, I don't think it's a... Uh, from what I've been reading, it's not a fair... fair but we, we are, we're taking me aside of it, I said. So yeah. anyway, so... I, I was going to mention, um, we, we attended a spring training game uh, during our trip. And, uh, you know, spring training can be a bit more lax, where yes. the crowd's not really paying attention. <laughs> And we took in in Peoria, and you were right, by the way. The Arizona circuit, you can hit about five games oh, yeah, in three days. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's, uh, it, it doesn't give you the feeling. So, you know, I mean, nobody's like attached to one particular city or right. anything. The Cubs may be out in Mesa. But. So we took in, this would have been uh, Tuesday of last week, and it was, I believe, Padres and Diamondbacks, excuse me, Monday mm-hmm. of last week. And uh, Machado and Tatis were both in the lineup that day for the Padres, which was kind of impressive. And a Diamondbacks fan was taunting Tatis the whole the whole time. You aren't worth three hundred million dollars. And his buddy said, "Hey Frank, Tatis has been out of the game for four innings." <laughs> he was taunting the Spring kid training. that came the in. Poor kid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one advantage of being in spring training this year is you could hear the oh the, yeah you can hear the Throughout conversation the yes. <laughs> down below me. I could hear the conversation, and you always got the guy who's pontificating to his non-baseball friends. 
passing along his knowledge who doesn't know bleep, but he's but he's right. acting like you know he's he invented the game. You know, it's it's uh, it's uh, oh, it's I was fantastic. laughing because I'm thinking, when's he going to find out that Tatis hasn't been in since the third <laughs> inning? You know, it was pretty good. Well, uh, new new brand of spring training. End it when you want to. Right. Are that, you attending the uh, home opener? Oh, yes, or? I will be uh, uh, covering the home opener uh, either tomorrow or Friday or whenever it is. Is yeah. it just season ticket holders, or did they sell no, some to I, the public? No, I don't like the public. I wonder, how, I wonder what the season ticket total is. Oh, uh, okay. Are the radio know. guys not traveling with the they team? They are not still not traveling with the team. That's amazing. Glad he's not real happy about that. Oh, that's just amazing. Yeah. Well, you can't. Say, I heard him talking today, saying uh, we don't. Uh, Buxton's back in the lineup here. We don't really know what happened, but there was uh, there was some discussion as to whether he was going to stay in the game or not. I ju- I wanted to look this up. What they had what they had in Texas the other night. They announced thirty eight thousand two thirty eight for the Texas uh, Rangers and the Toronto Blue Jays because the Rangers Joe are allowing full right. capacity. What yes. are the Tigers allowing? I think it's the same as here, isn't it? Pat? Yeah, yeah, Around small. 10, yeah. Uh, Abbott, uh, that was quite a grandstand move by the governor to say he wasn't going to throw out the first ball uh, in Texas because of the uh, of the Atlanta decision to pull the All Star game out. Yeah, and he actually had only been uh, invited to participate as the as the first responders. Throughout the first ball, uh, but he, uh, you know, so they had some school or first front line workers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they had some teacher who had lost family members throw it to a healthcare worker, throw the ball to a healthcare sure. worker, which, you know, and then the, the Rangers wouldn't say anything about it because they don't want to get in a feud with him and they're already, and, but the, the word was that he wasn't actually, he might have thrown out one of the ball, but he was not the official so that's somewhat, thrower out of the first ball. That's so. somewhat similar to when the, the Nationals had invited Fauci and Trump had said, well, I already turned him down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fauci, after that throw, he wishes that Trump had uh, shown up. He was supposed to do it again this year, but they just played. Yesterday was the first time they played because right, they, they had got the COVID, COVID outbreak. Yeah. They got COVID. Uh, they had like they were missing eleven players, and they won yesterday. And then now today they got beat. I think the first game, but they're playing seven inning doubleheaders now. So oh, that's right. So Maeda looked out of this world in spring training, and he has refused to challenge anybody in his two starts here and uh he's three and two on the ballpark he's uh, getting cute yeah uh, I don't he like is, it. Uh, well that used to be the rap on him with the dodgers that he was a nibbler and he looks a little like a short gibby the first two games out here by the way did you see our old friend kyle gibson he got the start for the rangers not in their home ballpark on the road. The home of the first game of the year, one and a third, seven runs. <laughs> Whoa, oh, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't good for poor old Gibby. That's true. So, uh, what I I actually would have liked to go into the wild game the other night. I couldn't get in because uh, you know the I hadn't filed early enough. But I really like to know how excited to talk to the actual public. How excited they were to go and finally see the Russian in person. Mm-hmm. That would have been uh, something. Did they have ten thousand? 
Or we oh, no, they're only letting three. in 3,500. Three, three, all right. Three, 3,000, you're right. They're yeah. only letting in three. and then, But by spring, when they're in the playoffs and they're letting people in, that will be uh, that will be a, a pretty good crowd. Here's what I want to know, <clears throat> because we attended a game Friday, and what they did was I had to buy two pair of tickets in the upper deck mm-hmm. to go to Petco, right? Yes. So me and William sat in two seats, and then she and the other and my little guy had to sit down the aisle. Well, what sense does that make? <laughs> we all came in here together. <laughs> I, I don't get this. Nothing makes sense. No. Nothing. None of it makes oh, sense. Joe, you'll love this. So I, you know, watched a little bit of the game, but I that's the first time I had been to the to that ballpark. So I wanted to walk around and see what they have there. They have the San Diego Baseball Hall of Fame at Petco wow. Park. All right. Ted Williams in it? The, oh boy. Ted Ted owns that ballpark, him and Tony Gwynn. But yeah. they're claiming if you had a cup of coffee in this ball or with the San Diego uniform on, and you're in the Hall of Fame. We're claiming you, baby. <laughs> uh, he did play in the Pacific Coast Pacific League Coast before League, he yep. played with the Millers, I think. Yes, and uh, he played with the Millers in 1939. Sid drove. Well, you his... put him in there because he grew up in San Diego. Yeah, he grew up in yeah. San Diego. Yeah, he's, right. he's a, can you imagine San Diego when you were Ted in wow. the? 1930s, oh. man. Wow. No people. It was just a fishing village, and <laughs> yep. with some military in it was all. I want. We might not even had the military there yet because the Japanese hadn't, in, you know, be- become the big threat uh, that they were. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, damn, that place must have been something in the 1930s. Oh, I, bet. I bet. Nothing. I like no movie time. It, Nothing I like better than pre-World War II movies set in Los Angeles or, or San Diego or places like that. And, like, I, I love those movies. Cause, Isn't the scenery amazing? Yeah, it is. I mean, they do it back there in the old cars. And, uh, you know, every all these little uh, living area, the apartment buildings, but they're not buildings. They're just all their little tiny houses, and they were all in these little – you can still see those little – squares mm-hmm. there where they got like eight units in there well, check out the laurel and hardy movies when they're filling them outside oh, it's yeah. just you might as well be in Stillwater. <laughs> yeah it's great <laughs> i just i just love that stuff meanwhile your twins uh making up for the other day have thrown out two runners at the plate to help uh, maeda get out of uh, trouble here so well, they got the fleet-footed Miguel Cabrera out at home yeah. on that fly ball to right field. Yes, Miguel. <laughs> I think when they said they were sending Miguel, he turned to the third base coach and said, are you serious? Really? You know <laughs> I'm going to be out by about nine yes, feet, right? You know, they're, they wouldn't do this to Nelly Cruz, for God's sakes. They wouldn't make him try to score. No, don't do that. Isn't and it nice it, to have him in the lineup? Oh, God. How about the other day? Yeah. How about the other day? Were you watching the other day when they thought he nicked the foul pole? Yes. For a grand slam? Yeah. Gladden was convinced he nicked, nicked the foul pole. And the next pitch is an absolute rocket. And uh, Gladden and I heard him later. They uh, Provost said, that's five RBIs today for a Nelson. And Gladden said, no, he's got nine. <laughs> he yeah. had two grand slams and one at bat. They should have counted it twice. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he's something. He's something. He's a smart hitter, boy. He's yeah. a smart hitter. You can overpower him once in a while with a real good fastball. Do you or think had they gone with the universal DH, he would have taken a, a deal elsewhere? No, he would have. Well, the Twins would have had to pay him more, or else he would have. He would have gotten a two-year deal somewhere okay. in the National League. So, anywho. Anything else going on, buddy? 
I, uh, I, I, I'm awaiting my COVID test result. Yes, and uh, you're a vaccinated person, so... I'm a uh, two-vaccine guy who had to have another bleeping COVID I, test. I uh, told the bride about that today, and she's... Uh, She's very concerned because she is closely monitoring. <laughs> she just got done watching something about people who've been vaccinated who got the COVID. Oh, great. <laughs> and I said, I said, don't tell us that. Come on, yeah. we want to get going. It is yeah. funny though to see the 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 states and how we treat uh, COVID nineteen. As I made my oh, trek yes. to and from. Oh yeah. California, California oh, yeah. lockdown. Don't okay. you even look at me from across the sidewalk. And what's your next day coming back? Nevada or uh, Arizona? Well, you cross through Nevada and the very tip of Arizona. Uh, Utah t- takes it pretty serious. Okay. You get to Wyoming. Yeah, right. What the hell is COVID? Yeah, but social distance in Wyoming is six miles. That is so true. So what difference does it make? Yeah, that's very they true. They got like eight people there. Arizona's kind of a mixed bag, though. They Because, uh, you know, some of the elderly yeah. people, they do take mm-hmm. it serious, but then they're there's, you know, the younger crowd that, that couldn't care well, less. Well, I told you guys, the first, I about the second day I was in Florida, I drove to Northport to see the Twins and the Braves. And I'm driving back, I said, you know what I need? A Diet Coke. And I pulled off <laughs> into this gas station right on the corner in Port Charlotte. My guess on Port Charlotte is the Don carried that by a fairly good margin. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I see that. <laughs> and I didn't know... What the rules were, right? Sure. So I slapped on the mask and walked in this convenience store. And for the first guy I saw gave me a look like I'd walked in with a molesting a child. You know? <laughs> and they all, nobody behind the counter, nobody in the place. So then I said, okay, I'm going to leave this on just to agitate people now. Right. right. Yeah. Did you already sell the estate? The estate went w- before it was supposed to uh, hit the market. That's amazing. They were, uh, they, uh, we had the house full of Mikulskis, and uh, a few people walked in, and they, uh, they, you know. Rook got one last mooch in off you, huh? Yeah, right. He did. <laughs> yes. But that was okay. That was okay. So, uh, but it was, uh, uh, you know, yeah, it went. It went quick and for over what it was listed at. So it's holy mackerel! And Joe, this is the they're they're basically suing the the developer. The developer and people don't care. They, I mean, Florida is going to have more electoral votes than uh, by the not this time, but come two thousand thirty sentence census. They got. They, somebody said there are a thousand families a month or something. No, a thousand families a week or something are moving to Florida. Wow! Because a lot of you know, the metropolitan you know New York, New York lawyers are moving to Florida, and working three weeks a month, you know, remotely, and then flying back for a week, and, and you know, big big shot people are. Are basically, right. you know, making Florida their residence and then flying back. And uh, did your residency no. even last five years? Yes, two, we bought it in fourteen. Uh, oh, yeah. First time we used it was fifteen. All right, it was the first time we used it, and uh, well, you got six was, years out of it. Yeah, it was okay, and the uh, the uh, the bride kind of lost interest last year. I don't know if she lost interest in Florida. <laughs> Or interest in being in a confined area with her husband, uh-huh. but she lost interest. Yeah. Combination whatever, of the two, whatever, whatever it is. Right. Whatever it is. 
I, I could just detect it that, uh, you know. <laughs> plus, plus, you know, the other thing is the wireless was lousy down there. So the TV didn't work as good as it should be. It should have. But that had a lot to do with their unhappiness, too. The, that, uh, you know, you'd be right in, the, right in the middle of the Kardashians and the thing. It'd, Boom, it'd go it'd out. Go out oh, the guy man. ought to be able to get the Wi-Fi squared away for Pete's sake. Yeah, but uh, we've had two uh, crews in there, and these were not brain surgeons, either of them. We had to take what we could get. So right. anyway, but yeah, it's, uh, it, was, it was okay. It was okay, but, you know. It, uh, it 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 makes a lot more sense to rent something for a month, you know, than owning it for the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know what I was when I bought that place? Impulsive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're reminding me. I've been known to be impulsive. We forgot to add one thing, Joe, to the to the list. Yeah. The stuff Royce doesn't like paperwork. Uh, paperwork. <laughs> yes. Forgot to add paperwork, paperwork. to the list. Yeah. You know what else I don't like? Guys being in the batter's box and kind of pounding, you know, you know, Joe, when you when you feel like you've drank too much Diet Coke or, you know, mineral water or something, and you have that little urge to belch, right? Yep. yep. And you kind of pat yourself on the chest. Yep. That's what Arise did, and we had to take him out of the game. Right. He had heartburn. We took him out of the game for heartburn. I know. (laughs) Heartburn. We didn't let Buxton play for three games because he wasn't feeling great. Mm -hmm. As I said the other day, it's baseball. You're not supposed to feel great. You're supposed to play unless you feel lousy. (laughs) You can't just feel not good. you got to be sick. Right? That Pat means, Donaldson didn't make it past his first at bat. He made it to second base. That yes. was it. That was it. He could. Is he back in the lineup? Oh yes? no, he's on the DL. He's on the DL. He's on I the DL. For the God's sake. Yeah. Ah, uh, no, it ain't. It ain't the eye. That's another. Put that down. All right, we got Injured list. <laughs> Injured list. Disabled list. It was. It was the DL. I think starting in 1880, it was the disabled list. But now it's got to be the. We got it's very the, offensive, Pat. The disabled you know, list. It's the, very uh, offensive. It is. It is very offensive. So, <laughs> anyhow, I think we did him a fine, good job after missing two and a half weeks, don't you? Well, hell yes, especially for a Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, let me know how things turn out there. Yeah. Well, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do, Pat? I knew he wasn't I'm, feeling good when John Hyde and his newscast announced that today is National Beer Day, and Joe said, "I don't want a beer. I don't feel like a beer." That's I'd rather have a tooth pulled than have a beer. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I haven't, I've been feeling pretty good. There you I go. Don't know how come? I don't know. Must, must be that. Those fine, uh, my fine nutrition habits that are probably doing it. <laughs> That's right. All right, sir. Very see good, boys. Monday we'll night sports talk. We're back on Wednesday. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Who knows when? <laughs> if you want the best lawn on the block all season long, hook up with a Minnesota-grown lawn care company that knows that dandelions, mystery weeds, bare spots, and blight are completely unacceptable. 
That's ProfessionalTurf.com. If you want service techs with 20 years of experience, techs who throw down a combination of environmentally friendly weed killer and slow-release long-term fertilizers, then visit ProfessionalTurf.com. And you know what? While you're on the website, take a close look at their landscape projects. And don't forget, they'll service your irrigation system too. You will have the most lush and luxurious lawn on the block. It's our one stop for exceptional landscape irrigation services and the best lawn on the block, ProfessionalTurf.com. Everyone has gone mad in March trying to narrow the field down to 16. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group, and they have their 16 for you. Canopy Group has 16 different insurance companies, giving them options to provide you the best home and auto insurance coverage. At the best price, by the way, the difference is that the Canopy Group has options. They continue to use their 16 different companies to match with you, the company providing the best coverage at the best price. They do this year in and year out. They just moved me and saved me a bundle. I am a believer. Get in the game. Contact the Canopy Group and get them working on your brackets. Bracketology isn't foolproof. Sure bet is the Canopy Group saving you on an average $810 on your home. That's $810 on your home and auto insurance. Visit thecanopygroup.com. Thecanopygroup.com. Hey, it's Reavers here once again for Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And Josh has a very simple question for you, and it's, do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, no what you own and make sure you tune into garage logic every tuesday and thursday for mr money talks report you're going to hear it from himself that's right josh joins us every tuesday and thursday in garage logic trust is often overused and it's even harder to find please you can take it from me that you can trust josh give him a call today for that free 48 minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608 that's 952-925-5608 investment advisor services offered by josh arnold investment consultant LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.